welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by my guy Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we've got a six-game slate here on Thursday for you guys. A couple of fun ones. Nate and I have a couple of the teams that we like going up head-to-head. That's the video we have for you here. The Celtics are hosting the Knicks. Also got another game video and our player props up for you, so make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also want you to head to thelines.com. You can check out everything we're talking about there and more in written form on thelines.com and use that odds finder tool that we have up there. You can make sure you're getting the best bet available to you guys the best juice you can get back on all these bets for the nba this season nate let's go ahead and jump into this six game slate and then talk season knicks yeah there are six games but there are only two games where you can guarantee that both teams are trying so those are the games we're talking about here (laughs) the knicks and celtics is the opener it will be on uh tv i believe on tnt Uh, knicks are plus eight and a half i've seen it as high as plus nine the total's been bet down a little bit to 223 then the pistons are plus seven and a half at the nets who are on a back-to-back gotta watch the injury report bulls are minus five and a half at the hornets uh the Cavs minus eight and a half at rockets but donnie mitchell might sit that one they're on a back uh no they're not on a back-to-back but he just might sit because it's the rockets uh and then the spurs are plus 13 on a back-to-back at the clips totals up to 233 but i kind of like the over there and then Mavs plus one and a half at the Suns. That is the other game we will talk about. Uh, should be a spicy one. And so this Knicks Celtics game, <clears throat> no Marcus Smart uh, for the Celtics, but they do get Brogdon back. They got Rob Williams back on Tuesday <clears throat> in another low scoring game uh, with the Heat. Strangely, now they've gone under in six of their last seven. I mean, under in four of their last five at home, but those games are still averaging 228. Um, so it's kind of an adjustment from what we saw early in the season where the Celtics were scoring at least 120 every time out at home, uh, where they were going over at a ridiculous clip, going under pretty consistently on the road. Um, they continue to go under on the road, but you know they've only played once at home in their last seven, and that was that Warriors game that got to 239. Also, Jalen Brown has missed four of their last seven games, and the offense suffered a little bit. I mean, against the Hornets, they were fine, but against good defenses, that definitely contributes. And he seems to have gotten it going here in his last two appearances. Um, And we do look for him to see a little more usage with Marcus Smart out. But the biggest deal for me is that the Celtics' defense is going to suffer without Smart, and their offense even more so in the last year and a half or so has struggled a lot more without smart who's really come around as as a floor general as a guy who pushes the pace and 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 helps them uh get great shots i mean the three-point percentage is extremely correlated to whether he's playing or not smart has really come alive as a playmaker lately uh and their three-point percentage is extremely correlated to whether he's out there so I, I still do like the over though because we've talked about with the knicks and and i guess we got it wrong against the Cavs, just because those are two teams that really take away the paint um, and have some extremely slow pace. I mean, the game was played at a 90 pace, but still there were some really good offensive signs from both teams in, in the sense that the Knicks shot 52% from three, hit 17, and they and the Cavs dimed out 29 assists. And the Celtics, the, the last time these teams played, it was a Saturday night at MSG early in the season when the Celtics were on fire. They hit 27 threes. They had 30 assists. But that's kind of the two numbers you look at. 
are, are the Knicks giving up assists? Are they giving up threes? And and yes, without Mitchell Robinson, they've been giving up everything. Uh, 129 defensive rating in their last five, a 140 in their last two road games. So even if it's played at a kind of slow pace, I expect one of these teams at least to uh, to get hot. I mean, obviously, you would lean towards the Celtics doing that, but I think the Knicks are coming along. Uh, I, I mean, they're starting to be more competitive in these games against teams above 500. We talked about that. I mean, they're still below 500 in those, but they're they're now 10 and, and three in their last 13 road games against the spread. Um, you know, as underdogs <clears throat> starting to cover at a pretty high rate. I mean, there's and the over has been hitting pretty consistently, including uh, in six of their last eight road games this season. They had 64 pain points in that Boston game to keep us, you know, just to, to hang around a little bit. That was yeah. with no Rob Williams or Al Horford, who both should be out there tonight. But I, I think the Knicks are going to cover this eight and a half um, or or at least, you know, hang around close enough to that number to go over. Oh man, I'm scared. I don't. I don't know if I have a solid pulse on this Knicks team. Um, so it's it's a little bit difficult for, for me to to know to know what's going to happen other than they're going to give up a ton of points. Um, I think that's pretty pretty obvious. And the thing that scares me there is just what we've seen the Celtics do in their last three, um, which we briefly talked about, including against a Raptors team that I guess they're playing slow now, as they also just went way under uh, against the Kings last night. Um, so maybe that's a big part of it. And then obviously the Heat are doing what they can uh, to, to sort of stay under 110 points, especially when they don't have Jimmy Butler playing like they did against the Celtics. So, I mean, all, maybe there's just the, it's just the fact that the Raptors slow things down. The Magic are a bad matchup for the Celtics. Celtics, the game they played just before the Heat, uh, and the Heat are the Heat against. That's always going to be a, a matchup in the East that you know they take each other seriously. Um, and the Heat are coming back into form a little bit at least because Bam is playing completely out of his mind. Um, so I, I'm not blaming the Celtics entirely for for not hitting shots, especially with the amount of injuries they've had in their last three games. If anything. I would say that that does lean toward, you know, make me lean towards the over here much, much more because of the fact that you're getting a bit of value uh, on the fact that, you know, these the the Celtics have had three games in a row that they've scored basically an average of like 98 points. So um, I, I think there's value on going over 223 and a half. I just it, it, it's also what happened earlier this season. What do you believe in in terms of their first matchup in terms of replicating itself? Because there is it's a pretty nice uh, sort of core, like similar situation here. Um, where Mitchell Robinson did not play in their game in the first time that they met this season. Uh, and the uh, the Celtics scored 133 points, uh, shooting 52% from deep, making what, like 25 threes or something absurd. So uh, what have the Knicks been doing on defense as of late? N not much. Like you said, those five games, they've been hemorrhaging points all over the place because Mitchell Robinson is out. But they've also been hemorrhaging three-pointers as they were giving up the seventh most three-pointers made right now in the league in their last five games. Um, and if, if that's going to be the case against the Celtics, then we know what's going to happen. Marcus Smart being out hurts the defense maybe a little bit more than, than I would say the, the the offense. But you've seen what's been happening without him in there anyway. Um, you know, in terms of Derek White stepping up big time, and, and now Brogdon's back for this one, another solid uh, perimeter defender for you. So um, I, I think you know I don't trust the Knicks to do much of anything. I think if you're following their trends, they don't win or lose once or twice in a row. It goes four wins, five losses, blah 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 blah, on and on with them. So maybe they're they're streaking in the right direction. I worry that. Jalen Brunson is not really up to form in the last five as well. That's a huge reason for their struggles. I mean, the defense is is probably directly correlated, not probably, it's directly correlated to Mitchell Robinson being out there. He's a complete terror in the post and in the paint. But um, 
you know, with, with JB not playing up to his scratch in the last five, uh, you know, getting down to about 21 a game where they really need him at about 25 and only getting about four or five assists in that time as well. That's a huge problem for them is there. That's really the, the, the adult on their offense um, that not only keeps things in check and is a huge reason Julius Randle continues to, to you know, thrive um, because of Jalen Brunson getting him in the correct spots. But at the same time, they need a secondary score or at least the guy that sort of bails them out in the shot clock, the guy who who, who hit, sort of takes it and goes, I don't need anybody else to help me get a bucket here. Um, and they haven't been having that. And, and as a result, you know, you've even seen his sort of unassisted field goals go down. Just the things that, that have been really crucial for them in the way that I said, he's the adult in, in the on the floor, not just setting things up, but making sure they get the right buckets and the right shots. So that is the only thing that's that those things scare me about that total, but I'm going over before I go anywhere else. I think you have a bit more confidence in New York to cover tonight based on the way that they played the Cavs last game. Um, but the Cavs looks really really, really bad on offense, man. It was pretty stagnant. Uh, and I, I don't know how much I attribute that to the Knicks. So while I go over here, I, I'm, I'm loath to, uh, to, to, to think the Knicks can cover eight or nine points, to be honest. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I've, I have much more confidence in the over as kind of a dual scenario thing where, it, where the Celtics, I, I think, will get right on offense. It's a question of whether the Knicks will be able to maintain the kind of pace we saw at Toronto, at Atlanta, where they at least kept the scoring up uh, and those games went way over, but there's, yeah, there's a chance the Celtics get back to where they were at home where they just, you know, absolutely hit the gas and, and teams are not even hanging around. Yeah. I mean, RJ Barrett is, I guess that other guy you're talking about in in terms of getting his shot and he's very up and down against the Celtics. I think his matchup is helped by no smart and, and Julius Randall continues to to wreak havoc on, on the league. Um, so even if Brunson is not up to full form, I think there's enough guys out there to get buckets for for the Knicks. Um, but yeah, I'm having trouble just trusting the Celtics. There's like a bit of a Kansas City Chiefs vibe where they're, yeah, they're going to take care of business in these games, but they're not necessarily going to cover as big of a spread as you get as you give them. Um, five and eight against the spread. Their last 13 is favorites. Four and seven against the spread at home. Um since the start of December. And, and, you know, that, that was like the first month and a half, they could do no wrong at home. It was just absolutely blowout, blowout city every time Luke Cornett and, and uh, what um, here comes Gino time, as they say here, uh, <laughs> if you know, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, lately it's just been much more of a grind, much more of a target on their back. They're the, the top team in the, in the conference. And um, I, I do think the Knicks will, I would rather take the Knicks to cover than I would guarantee a Celtics double-digit win. And we don't need to force it. We can just say we like uh, this this total for, uh, this total and going over. And really, we like the uh, the Celtics total as well, I think, is what we're saying. I think that they can get some buckets on this team without Mitchell Robinson down there. And, and the reason we would be worried about this total going over is if the Knicks even come come along for the ride. So if you, if you feel much better about the Celtics the way that I do, I think I'm going for team total even more so than that, that uh, 223.5 total just because I do not trust the Knicks on defense right now. So... So are the Mavs, who are plus one and a half at the Suns, uh, 221 total. But this is a wary spot in terms of um, the total, for sure. I mean, anytime we talk about the Mavs, in terms of them, how many threes they can hit or miss, there's a ton of variance here. And last time against the Suns, they hit 23s. They were up 26 by halftime, and they snapped that 10-game regular season losing streak to Phoenix. Of course, that's kind of a moot point because we all know the Mavs won a seven-game playoff series against the Suns, and uh, clearly they don't they don't own them, uh, does Phoenix. But 
Phoenix uh, is definitely a team to tail right now, I guess. Uh, one four straight, got CP3 back in two of those. And as, as much as, you know, they're, they're having their issues behind closed doors, Aiton clearly not happy, Dev, still not a great team without Devin Booker. They're they're at least competent after that 2-12 and 12 stretch. They're definitely looking to, to hold serve at home. Um, and and you, you trust CP3, you know, the best uh, – future NBA coach, according to that survey, Mark Medina shared us, shared with us uh, for sure as just like that kind of stabilizing presence on the floor. Look, they have a 71% win percentage with him over the last season and a half. And their defensive rating is five points better for hundred possessions uh, since 2022 with him, in, including, you know, the last four right now, their defense has been great. A one Oh two defensive rating against some, some poor teams, some, some okay offenses. I mean, they, they hosted Memphis in there, so that's that's definitely impressive. But um, and, and they limit three-point percentage in that span, which is obviously the biggest key. When you go up against the Mavs, there's, there's stark home road splits for both these teams. I don't know if you can read into it as much because it is kind of a big rivalry at this point. But, I, I mean, Dallas, the biggest thing, no Christian Wood, no Maxi Kleba, which has been the case for months, so no interior defense i mean no guy who can serve serve on both sides of the floor with play with luca um and that offense continues to be dead last in several categories except free throws so i I mean and phoenix is below average guarding free throws so i guess there's a case there to say we should see some points but look the road home stuff eight and 15 straight up on the road are the math they're one and nine straight up as road dogs and yeah, that that really fits into the strength of schedule you look at lately. Like they've had mixed results on the road, but they played Houston twice, Portland twice, and got smacked in both of those. Um, the Lakers and, and Clippers, who both had stars out, and the Spurs and the Thunder. So when when they're home, road favorites, you might be able to trust them. But you know, slight dogs here, uh, and with CP3 back and the Suns looking like they're getting a bit of their mojo back. Uh, I think, yeah, you take them without a spread, basically, minus one and a half to win. Yeah, I know you're talking about the total. Um, I'm going to stay away from it, too. I mean, in, in their last, what, nine games, the Mavs are averaging 236 points a game, like in their games. That's that's crazy when I say the Mavs. If you've been following anything the Mavs have been doing for the since Jason Kidd got there and maybe even a year before, you know that they don't play fast enough to, to get to 236 uh, unless they are playing at the second worst defensive rating uh, in the league in that time, hemorrhaging points um, all, all, pretty much wherever you want them, to be honest. I, I don't know what they're necessarily doing well. They're, they're rebounding occasionally, um, but not in their last nine. At least on the defensive side, they've been a little bit better. But overall, 27th in, in rebound percentage. Um, Phoenix is currently ninth in second chance points over their last four since they've gotten Aiton back and, and CP3 has been in there as well. Um, you know, they're still Dallas still playing in their last nine at about a 97 pace, maybe a little bit fast for them even, 96, 95 is where they usually like to play, yet they're still giving up those 121 points at that pretty slow pace. Um, and you look at the, yeah, it's it's the road stuff as well. I mean, they're they're 
bad on offense on the road, but at least compared to at home. Um, but that 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 120 defensive rating on the road versus the 113 is, is where you go. What is going on here? And I, I, Christian Wood isn't exactly like a defensive stopper, but he's definitely their best rebounder uh, when he's on the floor. And that's going to be a huge problem for them if, if Phoenix is going to continue to get second chance points. And DeAndre Ayton is going to kind of have his way uh, getting rebounds. We know he doesn't necessarily back you down. He's got a nice little touch around the rim. Um, and, and that should be enough on those second chance points. Um, the other thing I'm looking at here uh, with, with no Christian Wood, uh, like the, the rebounding is a huge part of it. But that's that's the other thing for the offense is like Luca with and without Christian Wood, there is a bit of a difference with those on off numbers. He's much better. He's not bad without there's no point in the game where Luca's bad necessarily. Um, but when he's you know, when Christian Wood's on the floor out there, he definitely gets a few more assists. Um, and that does open things up for him uh, on the three a bit more when when you talk about the pick and roll game that, that Christian Wood allows for them the pick and pop and even a bit of a role for him this season. So, um, you know, Phoenix in, in their last four, uh, I really just I like what I'm seeing on offense from them because Chris Paul is back and, and you know, Chris Paul's back because they're back to being fourth uh, in terms of the percentage of points they're shooting from the mid range or scoring from the mid range um, fourth back to fourth in that category, obviously behind Brooklyn and uh, Chicago, where they will always remain. Um, but 30 assists per game, direct correlation of, of CP three in there, a few more threes at 14 and a half shooting 44%. Um, and really the fact that they're number five in opponent three point percentage, uh, they're number what they're like fourth in terms of uh, opponents, uh, the amount of threes that the opponents are making. So, you know, the percentage can sometimes, be skewed by just make or miss from deep but if they're not making as many uh, because they're not even getting the attempts the way that that Phoenix is stifling the three-point line right now, um, you know, then what's Dallas going to do? Take a step in and shoot from two? Nobody knows how to do that. Uh, why would they do that? So um, I, I think the fact that they're also fifth in, in um, percentage of their points from free throw are the uh, the Suns. Dallas allowing the second most free throw attempts in their last nine. Uh, number one points uh, in, in, in off of assists for, um, for the Suns as well. Also CP3 stuff. So, I mean, just the identity of the team back to being CP3, but the defense as well with CP3 and, and what they've been doing is exactly Exactly what you need to do to stifle, um, you know, this this Dallas team that um, if they're not making threes uh, and they're and they're not really uh, working off of, you know, Luca just getting 37, which we've told you before, he needs to get 37 to 38 points for them to get a W this season. And in their losses, he's averaging actually averaging about 29 or 30. Um, his props at about 34 and a half. I don't like the over in this one, despite what I'm seeing from the offenses in this team. I do think the pace remains slow enough that it it scares me to take uh, an over in this one, even though that would be what some of the numbers indicate is likely to happen. It's it's too 50-50, to be honest. Like, this, this could be 219. It could be... 208 it could be 230 um i would say that's about as high as i would take it and if it got up a little bit higher you know in, in these 20 the 220s i might take that under but most importantly phoenix is in, is in a good place dallas is in a very bad place uh phoenix has a, a guys that they need back in the lineup without sans book obviously but uh dallas is trending in the wrong direction with those injuries as they still don't have kleba back in and wood so uh, it's just a it's just a good spot for the uh the suns to keep rolling and the mavs to just keep falling yeah, the scoring is too dependent on the refs because you look at Dallas somehow both first in free throw to field goal ratio and dead last in giving up free throw to field goal ratio. Yeah. So it's like even when they play at a slow pace, the game stopped a lot uh, while guys are scoring. Yeah. But they do struggle guarding the mid-range. Uh, number one limiting three-point uh, uh, makes second in attempts, and that's why they're 21st in, in two-point percentage, and that's got to be worse without wood, uh, without any sort of rim protector typically back there so that is why the the Suns have kind of owned them I think is because like okay you're gonna force us off the line that's that's great that's where we thrive uh especially with CP3 back so I think that's why we like Phoenix to make this a 
five game win streak and to make Dallas now two and eight in their last 10. <laughs> and we've been talking all about CP three, but what about cam cam, our guy, cam Johnson fan of a favorite uh, on this show as well, finally back. And there's gotta be some, some correlation there to cam Johnson coming back roughly six games ago, five games ago. And, and they've been winning uh, in their last four specifically. So you're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into this first NBA play a prop we got for tonight, Mr. Christopher Paul. Yeah, we like the Suns at home because CP3 is back and he's been excellent in their last two. Uh, continuing that win streak, he's averaging 18 points, five and a half rebounds, 11 assists. And the prop is at 24 and a half points assists. I think you always want to combine points and assists with CP3 because he's just as much of a threat for double-digit assists as he is for about 15 points where his props at. But he does score more without Devin Booker. Uh, 25 games since 2021, he's averaging uh, 16.5, and his usage rate goes up 3%. Um, I, I also like, I mean, the thought of a double-double, which he's hit twice here in two games back, just controlling everything for the Suns. And that's plus 145 at DraftKings. He did have a smaller line in the opener against Dallas this this season, um, just six three nine. I mean, Booker was obviously in there, only sixteen percent usage, and that was a crazy game. Uh, the, the Suns got down by thirty and came back and won um, by two. Uh, so whatever. Uh, last two regular season before that, nineteen points, twelve and a half assists against Dallas, uh, including a twenty six percent usage rate in the home game, and that was with Devin Booker out there. Dallas is now down to 27th in defensive efficiency on the road. Uh, we talked in the game video about how they give up too much mid-range, which is where CP3 loves to operate, uh, and that they're just struggling in a lot of categories without Christian Wood. So look for Chris Paul to uh, lead the Suns. Maybe even you want some player performance doubles, like double-double and a win for CP3. I love it. Yeah, I love the double-double. I thought it might get a little bit more, but I guess the 11 dimes in two games that he's averaging uh, will mean that you're not getting quite as much juice on a a double-double for Mr. Paul. But uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good bet either way to get plus 150 or so for him to do that. Uh, in this one, I love the way that he's kind of come back and seems like he's like, I'm not only going to get, you know, my, my points that you guys t- said I couldn't get last time I was out here before I got hurt. Uh, we were all talking about his, his, his diminishing production and points, but he's been putting those up. Obviously no book, all that. You got to like uh, all, CP three, like we'd be attacking this. If he had been healthy all season, we'd be attacking this because book is out again, probably. So I think it's a, it's a safe play right here with a pretty low total for our guy. Um, especially if he's going to get 10 assists. Yeah. I love him to get 15 points. So, um, not for the faint of heart, which is what I say every time I take a Luca under. It worked out last time. Uh, I'm going back to the well, baby. I'm going PRA. Last time I went under 34 and a half points for Luca. He scored 34. Got that right. Going under 53 and a half 
points, rebounds, and assists, man. It's so freaking high. Like, I understand for him and Giannis, it's not that crazy and Joker and whatever, but like, it's still the regular season. Uh, and 53 and a half is, is, is a ton. His last four in the regular season versus Phoenix, uh, 30 and a half points a game, seven boards, seven assists. That's all in about 36 minutes per game. It's those shooting splits, 44% from the field and that 28% from deep because he still has a 38% usage rate. The reason you worry about him scoring is the 10 and a half free throw attempts a game he's been getting against them as well. Um, I mean, look, in his last 10, he's not even averaging this 53. Uh, he hasn't really gotten to that 53, uh, I believe, three times in the last 10. Uh, 32 points, 10 boards, and seven assists a game in that time frame in 40 minutes a game, Nate. Like, dude's not coming out because they realize the on-off numbers are too stark, especially when guys like Christian Wood are out of the lineup. But uh, Phoenix, defense, baby. In their last four, 102.3 defensive rating. They are allowing the fourth fewest three-pointers. They are just as importantly allowing the 10th fewest uh, free throw attempts a game as well. We know Dallas scoring the fourth most points off of turnovers as of late and Luca doing uh, a ton of that damage with about almost 11 free throws attempts a game. So uh, it does scare you a little bit, but I expect this to be a little bit more grindy than I do uh, expect it to go nice and fast and, and, and be a fluid offensive game of any kind. Uh, so I think that's a, a good reason to, to like Luca to get under 54 rebounds, points and assists combined. I'm faint of heart. <laughs> I no, no, thank you, um, Luca. I think probably scores forty tonight, and Dallas still loses because uh, that's about what's been happening. Um, and I think my angle here would be with Joker now missing three of his last four with a sore hamstring, and Luca down to plus four twenty-five, plus four fifty for MVP. Maybe you put a little scratch on that because he is just absolutely dragging this team. It's not even close, and Joker got. The MVP with that narrative last year, no supporting cast. Now he has a great supporting cast. I mean, they were hanging with the Bucks last night without him. Um, and, and, I mean, without all the starters. Fair, in fact. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think we're tipping a little bit towards Luca if he can finish out the season and if the Mavs can stay out of the play in. But um, I will take an under and, and I will take PRA for Zach Levine, 35 and a half. Not really a huge peripherals guy. And I, I kind of like the um, 25 and a half points under, which is actually plus money. It's much better odds because it's you, right around where he's usually scores. And it looks like a great matchup against Charlotte for sure. Uh, Charlotte, we've talked about the weird, weirdly action. I mean, not weird, I guess, but they're much, they're above average at home, especially guarding the three point line. And they've done a good job on Levine, who's hitting just under two and a half threes at 33% in his last eight against this team, scoring under 20 points per game. That's on a pretty healthy usage rate at 25%. And he's slumping right now. He just went over seven from deep, um, hitting just over one three at 17% in his last five. I just also really think about the blowout factor here. I mean, maybe you want to wait, see if LaMelo Ball misses another one. He's been out eight days now uh, as the Hornets embrace the tank for Vic here. And uh, if he's ruled out, I, I mean, I think Chicago probably blows them out uh, for yet another loss for Charlotte. Yeah, I won't spend too much time harping on this one. Um, I, I would agree. I think the, the blowout factor is there, and, and I like adding the peripherals as well. I think you found something a bit with the Zach Levine not necessarily caring too much about playing Charlotte, uh, as it seems, and, and the slight above. You know, I, I think the margins are, are correct here for you, basically, in, in all the places that you would want to go under for Zach Levine tonight. So uh, let's finish things off in that game that we do have a game video about, the Seas and the Knicks, and I'm going Rob Will here. Uh, seems pretty obvious to, to target the other huge tar uh, rim, you know, ferocious rim protector on one side when the when Mitchell Robinson who is that for the Knicks on the other side is not playing uh so a good starting point right there for Rob Will eight and a half boards you get plus money on FanDuel for him to get 
the nine rebounds. Uh, I, I think we'd like a little bit of a little more sloppiness maybe at times tonight, but uh, one and a half blocks for him as well. That's minus 118 best odds there you'll find on Caesars using that odds finder tool that we talk about uh, in his last five for Rob will eight and a half points and about nine boards, 8.8 or so uh, getting you really close. And then he's, you know, the last one he just played against Miami where they definitely needed him, um, you know, against a guy like Bam and, and, and all the ferocity they bring around the rim. He played 31 minutes in that game, which is really what you're hoping for here is, is the minutes for Rob will. And I, I think, it, you know, he'll still have to get in there uh, and play center the way he has. If, if the Knicks continue to go big uh, all around the floor, Hartenstein's gotten some points, but Jericho Sims has been in there a bunch. And I think that's who they like a lot more as the sort of, you know, replacement for Mitchell Robinson see what Jericho Sims has at this point. Cause he doesn't, hasn't been getting enough time at any anyway. So with him on the floor playing about 25 to 30 minutes in the last four games or so, uh, I think you can expect Rob will to be out there with him in his last five versus the Knicks about 11 points a game, uh, eight and that 8.8 rebounds and four blocks per game as well. Um, and you know, re relevant here is when he plays without Marcus smart as well. Who's, who's not playing tonight, his last six games in the regular season without Marcus smart, about 10.7 boards, uh, and 29 minutes per game. You know, they need a little extra defensive help when smart is not out there, uh, nine blocks as well in the last five without smart as there's probably a few more guys getting to the rim without, you know, smarts perimeter defense on there. I think there's some opportunity for guys to get closer to Rob will, uh, and then find out that he's, uh, one of the best shot blockers in the league. So over one and a half there is also pretty good. Love the rebounds uh, alone, even without the points, though, because of the, the the juice you get on FanDuel there. Yeah, the rebounds are really skyrocketed without Smart, who's kind of like not necessarily positionally a power forward, but I feel like he like affects the paint more than you would expect yes. from any other guard. Uh, just the way the Celtics play cohesively. And yeah, that, I think that's going to lead to a lot more minutes for Rob Will, like you yeah. said. Tonight. Yeah, that's the Dylan Brooks style of play. Dylan Brooks is a shooting guard playing power forward as well uh, and, and guarding guys who are taller than him all over the floor. Marcus Smart loves to do that. Uh, and so, yeah, I think Rob Will is going to need to come up big without Smart there tonight. And that is all the time we have for you guys in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us each and every weekday this season. And until we see you next, happy betting. <laughs>